Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say we have John Harrison with us today. John is a digital account manager, just digital specialist and genius overall. How are you doing, John? I'm good. Uh, genius is a big, big one to follow. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm setting you up for a big episode, I think. So there we go. Um, John, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your career today? I can. I can. So as you said, at the moment, I'm a, a digital account manager for Core Optimization. It's a marketing agency based in Shannon in down down the south of Ireland so you know yourself most agencies are Dublin based so it's lovely to work for one that's in Clare and promoting the local the, the local economy per se um I'm also one of the um heads behind Goose.e which is an Irish tech news and review website so myself and Martin Meany a good friend of mine who works as the SEO specialist in three uh the two of us kind of have been running that for the last five or six years now so yeah, when it comes to tech and what's happening on the internet, I guess you could say we have the finger on the pulse there. Yeah, really well uh, pointed out. And definitely anyone after this, check out Goose.ie. John, we start off by focusing on yourself and what you would see as your main strength in digital. What would you say that is at the moment? Uh, social. So I've really knocked around social for, for many years, whether that's been Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or nowadays TikTok. Um. I think social is something that has been underappreciated when you're looking at very much performance-based marketing because you know yourself, Google, Facebook, Facebook, Google, when you're looking at Google Analytics, you're not always going to see you know, true revenue value reflected, but betcha you turn off your Facebook ads and you're going to see an impact on your overall revenue. Betcha that for a fact. So yeah, no, fa- Facebook, um, all things social, that's that's where I came from. That's where I'm going to be going even deeper down the line. Um, and obviously SEO is something that's really important as well to me. Yeah. So you obviously you have those aspects like the SEO side of things and, and paid in your previous work as well. So you obviously apply that to a lot of your social. Do you find you have to use paid social to really help with your organic work in social? Yes. I, I, to be honest, I do. Um, look, the customer journey nowadays isn't linear. Um, you know yourself back, back, back when reporting was a lot cl- more basic, you'd look at things like last click attribution, whereas now you want to look at things such as assisted conversions, the customer journey, customer pathway, user experience. Especially if someone sees something on social, it's in their head. They're going to either come back to you directly or they might see a Google ad later or like nothing is linear it's desktop it's mobile it's it's everything the inter- no we live on the internet now and that's just the blunt reality of it and if someone sees an influencer campaign they may not necessarily buy then but they'll remember it and they'll come back later or they'll tell their friend oh did you see x and x is promoting this and now that's how everything ties together like social is absolutely huge and even even recently i was reading a thing that like take you can actually do SEO for TikToks, which I never thought I'd see the day where something like that was the the norm. But here we are. Yeah, yeah, and I, I can see it. Yeah. In terms of 
so okay this is going to be a big question and probably one very relevant to a lot of our listeners coming up for the kind of retail periods let's say you have a business that's got a good solid ppc setup a good solid generic social setup like a good routine there Mm -hmm. good organic good email and affiliate campaigns where would you come in and take them to the next level for uh, a Black Friday or a Christmas period or something like that. How how does a company go from that kind of linear line to the next level up? Yeah. Okay. So straight away, it's like if I was to start with organic, right? So it's middle of October now, start of October now. You sh- like landing pages should be ready today, yesterday, to be honest with you. That's where you, I would be doing things like your prospecting. Um, you can see it on like a lot of the Irish websites, like um, is Littlewoods, for example. You can, They already have um, Black Friday pages up where it's just generating leads, you know, sign up to the newsletter, um, get early access to Black Friday offers, et cetera, et cetera. So that's building a database of uh, basically owned data for want of a better explanation uh, and that's not going to even just be useful now that's going to be useful down the line especially when um, we move to GA4 and the, the cookie-less world per se so that email database is really really important to have and to have now and as long as we're building that up between now and Black Friday it also gives PPC and Facebook a very specific email database in which they can use and create lookalike and variance audiences from to expand off that because these are people who've already shown intent then we'd look at things like, especially in PPC, you're, you're going to look at things like your your search campaigns, your performance max campaigns, which are going to be absolutely massive this year because this is the first year we have PMAX to use for coming into Q4. You've also got on Facebook, you've Facebook and Instagram, you've got your um, dynamic carousels, you've got your remarketing ads, you've got your you've got your kind of um, all those dynamic product set based ads. They're going, they're going to be really, really important for any, especially for retailers. Um, Cause that's where you're going to remarket back to people. Like you, we all see it with Amazon. You go on, look at a speaker, you go onto Facebook or Instagram and suddenly that speaker and related products are looking back at you. Uh, yeah. And essentially by tying all of these pieces together, by making sure the organic is there prospecting now, by getting the, the right campaign set up on, on your social suite and getting especially performance max on the Google suite. And as long as you're using the right audiences, everything's going to essentially communicate with each other. So if somebody comes and sees something organically, they're going to get it advertised back through Facebook. If someone is seeing a particular person on Facebook, we're sharing that data back to Google ads and they're catching them on the display discovery network. And essentially you have, there, there needs to be an over, you know, if, if somebody's looking at coming into Black Friday and they're going, this is what I'm going to do on Facebook, this is what I'm going to do on Google, this is what I'm going to do on TikTok, you're ne- it's nearly the wrong attitude to have. You nearly need to say, here's the plan of what I want to do, and then look at how each channel affects the overall and how it can feed into an overall strategy. But never look at a channel. You can't look at a channel on its, in, on its individual basis anymore basically yeah that's brilliant really well said so i I suppose in a short summary you would say set up all your remarketing now and then come the black friday period that's where you start your marketing and your remarketing should kick in further at that point technically essentially yeah yeah um looking at 
kind of yourself for a second and some of your uh, historic work, do you have a campaign or any kind of success story that you're really proud of that you'd like to talk about? Yeah. Um, to, to be honest, I think like when it comes to campaigns, again, I never like to look at specific campaigns. I like to look at how we can affect the business as a whole. But in terms of myself, um, it's something I did with, we did with Goose a few years ago that really stands out to me because it was a great promotion for us it was also a real test um so as i kind of said goost is um tech news tech reviews we look at the irish technology space and and just try to explain technology in general as if we were speaking to our mothers to make it really accessible and understandable to the everyday person so what we did was in I don't know if people remember the uh, Today FM Shave or Die campaign that they used to do where you'd either dye your hair or dye your hair or shave it or you'd come up with your own way of raising money for the charity. So what the four tech heads did was we basically put down our smartphones, put them in a vault and picked up the old Nokia 3220s, the old, the old brick phones, buttons and nothing else. I, I'll tell you this, mine actually had an aerial that I had to pull out when you had to answer the phone. Which was <laughs> genuinely, like, so what would happen was every week, just as we were ready to get our smartphones back out, the, we'd nearly be asking people to donate and see if they could make us, um, you know, put our smartphones back in the box for another week. We ended up six weeks with no smartphones and doing, like, um, basically YouTube kind of blogging, essentially, of where, where we were at with the no smartphone life. And the best part of it was we actually went to the Irish Blog Awards during this. We came second to totally not bitter about that or anything. Um, but what it was what was really entertaining was um, you had all, obviously the fashion bloggers, you had the beauty bloggers, you had the other tech bloggers, you had you know different bloggers from all different spaces. And the four the four tech guys there up for the the up for an award of best tech blog in Ireland. We're sitting there with brick phones and aerials not being able to like Instagram it, live chat it. So we were kind of potentially <laughs> bombing into yeah. other people's lives. And that's how we were nearly getting our message out throughout this whole thing because we couldn't be on a smartphone ourselves and go and introduce, you know, you go introduce yourself to someone else who is life. And now, now you're kind of jumping in on other people's stuff. And then they're asking, they're obviously asking, well, why aren't we alive ourselves? And you explain it. And then, yeah, six weeks is how long we ended up with no smartphones, but, our traffic i think we got was a 20 20 25 increase in traffic over the course of the six weeks because people were just following to see how the you know how the nerdy tech dudes were doing with no smartphones or no real access to the internet at your fingertips it was really fascinating yeah and and, and goose uh goose.ie is a is a fascinating kind of site because i'm i'm impressed like i, I think you have a lot of traffic uh going to that site i, I kind of just did a kind of back check and mm at um some of the data but can you talk a little bit around that have, have you really tried to monetize that or is that just a actually uh, this, this is a fun one um so initially right so if, if like as you said we're doing this a few years now so when we kind of started we were obviously teaching things like ad blockers vpns and uh, you know trying to make that a lot more understandable to people so we were very much of the opinion if we were telling people about ad blockers, we couldn't really do advertising ourselves. So we were looking yeah. at like other ways to, to, to monetize. Now, I don't know. You can obviously see the site. So there's to totally ads there now. So uh, <laughs> all our best uh, efforts to avoid it failed. But 
we, we did try different things. We obviously um, did things like affiliate marketing where we'd work with Amazon, um, Huawei, Sony, whoever it might be, and do click-through links and bits and pieces like that. Look, it's it's not something that's going to make me make myself or Martin very rich at all, but we've also you know things like the host and things like the domain we've never really had to put money in our hand in our own pocket to drive it um and realistically the traffic that we've managed to get from that is a lot down to the seo work and like martin's an absolute wizard with that and like i kind of brought the social side i brought some background stuff to the table when we were kind of working on it but what martin's able to do on seo and how he's even helped me progress in SEO, is, that's a big, big reason of why we got to where we're at. Yeah, and like in fairness, uh, the Irish market, I find there is still a lot of these opportunities, probably even for people listening, there's an opportunity. So one of those spaces that have high traffic in other countries, because you get a lot of traffic from America as well for, we do. with your SEO work, but I can see how building a project like this and and just enjoying it with a friend is yeah it, it'd be really yeah. appealing to a lot of people and as i said to people before like we kind of call it and this is for anybody who's even in the digital world who's you know looking at trying new things or different things i would recommend setting up a side project because my, like myself and martin down the years have called this our like sandbox of insanity for once a better explanation if there's something new that's coming down the line or you know uh, was it like a couple of years ago things like faq schemas or even if there's something on facebook or tiktok for example we we kind of went down the tiktok route in the last few months we try it there before we bring it back to our jobs like say okay i've tested this i know it works i know it works on a small scale for me so can i bring this to a client in my job or you know how is this these skills transferable into my day job like to be yeah, what a brilliant way of putting it, sandboxing for your, yourself first and then putting it to a client. Because obviously in, in your line of work, working for agencies, you're always having to come up with new concepts and try new things that, let's face it, most people don't have, like with the new platforms or tech or something, no one has experience in it. You have to just be the first to kind of learn it. So having this kind of sandbox um, space is, is a great way of, of testing it um i'm very impressed with that um uh, in terms of your softwares john is there anything that you use that really you swear by enhances your role oh do you know what i really like zapier um what zapier is it's kind of like oh, how to explain zapier jesus that, that might have been biting off a big one <laughs> um zapier is kind of like an if this then that type tool so the things I would use that for would be especially, uh, you know, the lead gen type campaigns on Facebook. So they obviously go into a place called the lead center. But if you're working for like, a, let's say an insurance company and you want to do those kind of quick quotes that needs to get to somebody's inbox now, rather than someone who's checking Facebook once or twice a day. So what yeah. you do is that set up this Zapier integration, which says once this form is submitted and goes to the lead center of Facebook, this email gets sent to Y person with line A, B, and C of information. So it just means you're getting a real quicker process. Um, and that's just a, a very small example of what Zapier can do. Like you can connect it to Google Sheets. You can connect it. It can do Python integrations for you as long as you know, as long as you have the basics there behind it. It's a really, really powerful tool to kind of get different documents and different platforms kind of 
speaking to each other better. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I I think it the integration with HubSpot is actually really good. Yeah. It's where I've been integrating it recently for clients, and yeah, the exact same thing. It's just a brilliant. It's a it's an API of it like links things to other things. Anyone that's not sure of of say yeah, it's a re- it's a hard enough one to explain, but uh, yeah, it basically yeah, the best way to explain it is an API that connects things. <laughs> yeah. And away from your strengths, John, is there any particular areas you're looking to upskill into? And the second part of that question would be, do you, is there any websites or resources or books that you go for for your information and insights? Uh, yeah, look, to be honest with you, if anybody ever says they don't need to upskill, then they're very, very confident in themselves for a start. Um the internet is ever changing it's not even the same as it was three months ago let alone where it's going to be in three months time so like i'm always looking at areas like tiktok tiktok business is something at the moment i'm really looking at because it's obviously a new tool in ireland i don't think a lot of companies are lever. you know obviously companies are using it but i don't think a lot of companies are necessarily leveraging it in the right way so that's an area that's a huge like potential for any clients or any companies who are looking at how do we expand into other areas so even just tools i'd use it's just general online resources you know to look at just researching obviously you have co- companies like sprout social who do a really good blog you have hubspot who do a really good blog um uh, and kind of once you go down a rabbit hole it's youtube after that and just be looking up you know areas of interest whether that's you know, when Google rolled out Performance Max, you know, best practices around setting something up in there, whether it was, you know, the TikTok business, you know, straight away, the first thing we noticed, there was no revenue tracking. So how do we set up pixels and conversion APIs there? And yeah, like, you know, the same things that anybody would do when they're researching, you know, go to go to Google, look at your heavy hitter articles, obviously the likes of, as I said there, Sprout Social, Hostbot have really good resources. And then once you kind of find an area that you want to find out more about, go to YouTube. Some somebody has somebody has content around it. Yeah, I, I do you know what I've been doing recently when I've been discovering new things and like I was learning a lot about the metaverse is with YouTube integrated onto the TV now. It's one of my I'll find it online, read a little bit about it, and then I'll find the YouTube videos and put them up on the TV and just watch watch for an hour or two exactly it looks we all know what youtube is like once you find one video that keeps you intrigued they they know how to keep you occupied <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah it's um I, I really good advice um and then probably the last part of that is looking at the digital industry as a whole is there anything that you think's coming that our listeners should be interested in you you're interested in yourself oh there's honest to god there's so many um like one one that I'm really interested in in the medium to long term is obviously Google's acquisition of Pointy in the last couple of years. So that was a Dublin based company. Um, do do you know what? Have you heard about? Yeah, them? I I worked with them. Uh, I I integrated them at Circle K into some of the petrol yeah. stations. I think. Yeah. I reckon I can see now that Google own that. I can see them kind of integrating almost shopping and maps and making that kind of middle point so that you will get local results first or places that are within you know range to go and travel because i do think google are seeing the value now in the online offline piece um yeah. so i can see pointy getting integrated in some way whether that's you know an integration between maps and shopping to say you know you can buy it online but there's also a shop you know 10 minutes down the road that has it if you want it now 
Exactly. So yeah. So, so for everyone listening, uh, it's basically a little box they created. You can stop me if I'm wrong with this, John, but it's a little box they created, which they'd integrate into your uh, checkout, your, your till system. So they would monitor the stock levels of a certain product and the sales of a certain product. And then they were bringing them into Google ads. So, or Google shop or, or, or things like that. So when you're doing local search, if especially it was, it was great at circle K for things that people need from time to time, but you don't necessarily think petrol station first. Exactly. So, so things like I need a, a fire lighter or, um, glue or do you know do you know those weird things that you want that you could go to a sh- you don't want to go to a sh- like a, a yeah you don't want to go into a shop and be nosing around and hoping that they have it uh, yeah like when we like i test tested it at um the dublin tech summit a couple of years ago um actually just i think it was just before they were bought and um, I, I was obviously looking up random wines that i didn't you know i'd look up a wine online and go okay i wonder if somewhere in dublin has that because it's doesn't seem like something and then you're getting pinged back results yeah there's an off license there 15 minutes down the road okay <laughs> it kind of goes to show I, I do think that's going to be an area there where like i know my man doesn't like shopping on the internet but she had to get used to it during covid so you're you've almost got this weird behavioral shift where there's a generation of people who are used to going to stores who ne- don't necessarily want to go online to make the purchase but now they're used to going online to at least research the the, the purchase at, at the very least research it so if google don't do that with pointy some someone else is going to do something similar which is essentially combining local search uh, shopping and maps in some capacity to go that's where you go get your thing hey, um yeah because i was close to this uh this software and and insight i thought it was a really good move by google because you need google to get them over the line with my experience with pointy because uh, I, I i assisted in the integration into several shops we didn't want to do it across the whole network because well partly we're just afraid of the data all going into such mm. such a platform but let's face it google has the data for every platform in in theory and and it's a it's a it's an easier way for that to be integrated into tills and stuff because more than likely there'll be some sort of google software in the business already so um yeah yeah really good point really good point and uh looking at yourself for a second john uh i always ask this question to end the show which is if you could bottle up one personality trait you have yourself that you feel has made you successful uh, and you could pass it on to others, what would it be? Um, Joe, you know I, co- I coach kids soccer. So I'll, I, this is something I, I'll always, I, I, I've bat- rattled on about for years and I'll rattle on forever. You, there's no substitute for hard work. That's the long and short of it. You can be the most talented person in the room. doesn't matter if you're not, if you're not going to put in the work, you're going to, you're not going to get where you want to be. So work. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, John, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for sharing your insights. If anyone wanted to find you, how could they go about doing so? Oh, yeah, uh, so the, the most obvious place, uh, my LinkedIn that's John John Harrison. Uh, you won't find me on Facebook, I have a, a pseudo profile for my work there. Uh, you will find me Twitter, John Luke, or you can also find 
me on the core optimization website if you want to talk digital marketing or you can come and find me at john at goose.e as well if you want to talk anything goose and obviously uh go check out goose.e it's a great website brilliant thanks john thanks for being on the show real pleasure thank you so much